Hi, I'm Jess. Hi, I'm Kristen. And this is Rediscover, a conversation where we travel through everything that makes up the essence of who we are and how to live authentically and imaginatively. Here, we invite you to join us as we explore and discuss a little bit of, well, everything. From Disney to cultivating your most authentic life to deepening your relationships and talking about the real stuff. We hope you'll find this a space that speaks to you, encourages you, and brings a little bit of magic into your day. Hi everyone, I'm Jess. Hi, I'm Kristen. And welcome back to this week's episode of Rediscover. Can you believe that it is the end of 2020? We've all made it. 2020 is over! (laughs) A moment of silence for the year that was 2020. Yes, New Year's Eve is in just a few days from now and we wanted to create an episode kind of dedicated to wrapping up this year and stepping into 2021. So we had originally talked about doing a New Year's resolutions episode because this time of year, everyone likes to kind of reset and think about what they can do in the new year to be healthier or happier or more productive. When Jess mentioned to me about doing this episode, I started to kind of panic and I was like, how am I going to think of New Year's resolutions? So many things are so hard to follow through with because the world is just kind of a mess right now and you know things are closed and shut down and everything is really still quite uncertain and then I was like even if I do come up with a list then we're gonna say it out loud and people are gonna hold us accountable and what if I can't be held accountable because I can't follow through with it then I'll just feel like a fraud and I had this whole like downward spiral so instead of taking on that, we kind of switched the direction a little bit and we're going to focus on it as New Year's rituals instead of New Year's resolutions. So in this episode, we're going to kind of break it down into different sections like reflection, release, refocus, reset, and relaxation. So you can kind of take part in a little New Year's ritual for yourself to reflect on the past year and get yourself ready to move forward into the upcoming year. And it doesn't have all the pressure on it to take on these huge undertakings. We're just not really sure what the world is going to do. So instead of looking to the world for your subject matter by which to make your resolutions, we're looking inward at ourselves and what we can do to make 2021 a more fulfilling and joyful year for ourselves. So we all want to go into the new year feeling fresh and like we are starting anew. So... Like we said, New Year's resolutions have great intent behind the concept, but they don't necessarily always have that year-long follow-through. So instead, doing New Year's rituals can help you see and honor where you're at right now and then dream about the possibilities of the next 365 days. So shall we start? Let's go. We'll go right into our New Year's ritual and we'll start with reflection. So who is that girl I see? (laughs) (laughs) You just had to do it. (laughs) So for New Year's reflection, reflecting on your life and your past is a really good opportunity to start going inward and start seeing where you were really aligned with your dreams and where sometimes you get caught up in your little patterns and habits that aren't as favorable. It's a really good place to start. So the question I like to ask myself whenever I'm reflecting is what were some things that did happen this year that you can celebrate? So if you can reflect on the past year just within 2020, what were some really great things that did happen 
and just write them all out in one big list. Make a bunch of bullet points, number it, whatever you want to do. Totally brain dump onto the page all of the great things that happen, big or small, especially small, because there's a lot of little wins in there that we often forget. And then this helps you cultivate the energy of gratitude that only welcomes in more things to be grateful for in the upcoming year. So we also wanted to share some personal wins so we can do this activity along with you. A lot of people will kind of share this idea that for me, when I looked at 2020, there weren't a lot of big personal wins that you would maybe, quote, write home about. Just because this year was a lot of touch and go times and a lot of uncertainty and a lot of change that we had no control over. So for me, I think a big personal win was definitely starting this podcast, which agreed for both of us kind of came out of a season of feeling unsure and feeling like we were kind of in limbo but we just decided to make some sweet sweet lemonade out of those lemons and here we are but I think that was a big personal win not only because you guys have responded so well to it and everyone's been so kind and it's given us a creative outlet but also because it's channeling both of our spirits and both of our interests and it's allowing us to explore you know new things and learn about new things and also to like rediscover some parts of ourselves that were kind of put to the side because life got in the way as it so often does. Other than that, I think big personal wins for me really happened internally. Um, It was a lot of spending the first half of the year being so insanely busy and just feeling like I was kind of in the middle of hellfire. And then after I left my job and subsequently removed some of the more toxic energies from my life, I was able to really focus on myself and who I was. I remember one of the first things I did after I left my job was I sat down and I made a list of all the things that make me happy and all the things that I want to see continue to be a presence in that way in my life going forward. And that was hugely helpful and honestly a great first step because then I was able to just kind of work on myself from there to align with those things And it was almost like I was separating myself from the circumstances of the world around me. Saying to them, like, you don't have any say in this. Like, this is just me. I'm able to do this regardless of what's going on in the world. And I've never really let myself do that before this year. I have always been, like, highly productive, a super perfectionist, someone who really has set myself aside in favor of getting things done or achieving what the world has told me is a measure of success. So I think this year being forced out of that pattern has helped me to evolve in really significant ways and to learn to love myself better and even like myself more. And that's a really huge accomplishment in itself. So then for me, I think, like you said, our podcast is a huge win. This is probably one of my favorite things ultimately that has come out of 2020. I haven't had a project that has made me as excited as this podcast has in a very, very long time. And then additionally to the podcast, I did finally start up my website, theroadjesttraveled.com with one L. And also just starting to think more about using social media intentionally and kind of pursuing content creation a little bit more seriously as something that I'd like to turn into something. Just being able to admit that like, yeah, that's actually something that I want to do is a big thing for me because a lot of times I played it really small and We both had very large followings grow initially because of Disney and the timing of when we started Instagram, and I always really downplayed it. Um, But now 
in 2020, I was like, wait, I kind of actually want to turn this into something that I can make it part of a career, etc. So dabbling into that was really big. And then I would say another huge win would be taking on the continuation of my health journey. A lot of you guys probably remember in 2019, I had a very, very long, confusing health journey a lot of unanswered questions, etc. And then coming into 2020, it unfortunately was very prominent in my life for more than half the year. You know, furlough was a blessing in disguise because then I was able to take more care of my body. And then also I was able to discover some more answers and start pursuing a more applicable treatment plan. I started doing homeopathy, which was a really good treatment plan for the things I was dealing with. And we'll do more of an in-depth episode on specifics in the upcoming weeks. I'm in December now, and I feel like the improvement is really remarkable where I can make it through the days now a lot better than I used to be able to. So that's really huge. I think one other personal win that I had too was being able to jump into a relationship that had a lot of unknowns starting in January. If you guys did or did not know, in January, (laughs) so Stephen, my boyfriend, was living in China in January and we started dating in December after talking for seven or eight months previously online. So it was a very like long distance interesting situation, but I had to take a really, really big leap of faith at the beginning of this year with no indication of us being in the same place anytime soon. It ended up turning out that he did end up having to come home from China because of COVID and everything. But I'm taking that as a really big win because in the past, I would have wanted to micromanage that situation and I would have wanted to know how it was going to turn out. I was able to kind of surrender and trust that if he was meant for me, he would be in my life. And now I get to see him every day and our relationship is just growing beautifully. And if you would have told me this in January 2020, where we are now in December 2020, I would have been number one relieved, but number two, (laughs) super, super grateful. So Taking a risk like that, I take as a super huge victory for myself. They're so cute together. Thank you. I'm really happy. He's at Stephen Meets World on Instagram. And I remember when she was like, so I'm talking to this boy. And I looked him up on Instagram and I was like, his Instagram is a Boy Meets World reference. He's a keeper. He's great. Anyway, big fan, big fan. (laughs) So in addition to talking about your personal wins for the year, I think it's important to reflect on some of the trials of the past year as well. Not in a negative way where you would debilitate yourself and beat yourself up for the ways that maybe you feel like you failed, but in a way that you can take lessons from them. So thinking about the significant lessons or even revelations that you experienced because of those times of trial over the past year and how you can use them to then propel you forward in not only a newly enlightened way, but also just in a more intentional way. I could literally sit here for an hour and talk about all of the hard lessons I had to learn this year. I think this year has been one of, if not the most challenging of my life. And I'm sure a lot of people are in the same boat there, just to name one kind of big one that comes to mind. I've really learned how to set relational boundaries and boundaries for myself and to not apologize for them and to not feel like I'm doing something wrong to someone or something 
that isn't okay by setting those boundaries. So whether it's boundaries surrounding my time or my heart, whatever it is, if there's someone that is taking advantage of you or your time or infringing on who you are or making you feel like you have to be less than yourself, just either deciding that that person no longer has a place on your journey or deciding that there is definitely a healthy boundary to be put in place and then sticking to it. I've been able to kind of set them in the past and then I often regress and go back from them and I'm still learning. It is not a complete lesson yet, but I think that's the biggest thing I learned this year was how to assign more value to my time and my energy and stop laying down and letting everyone else bulldoze me for the sake of their own agenda that's a super big one and I'm really proud of you because I feel like I've seen you grow through that for a long time now and I'm really proud because that's not an easy one to take on so journey progress yeah but that's amazing and just to like have the awareness to start moving in that direction yeah one of the biggest lessons that I learned this year was learning how to go with the flow of life more so than ever before. When you have a vision of where you're going straight forward and then COVID's like, nope, sorry, this airport's closed or these schools are closed or these jobs are not available, you kind of have to learn how to let go and know that, okay, this is so far out of my control, I cannot do anything to really change it. I've sort of had to develop new mindsets around that. So one of the biggest ones I always say is this is not a rejection. This is a redirection. So Mm. that's a really big one because there are so many opportunities that I think a lot of us have gone for this past year and they haven't worked out for some reason. And it's super easy to blame it on COVID because, yes, that is part of the culprit. But I really like to believe that there's a bigger plan for my life and a higher power that's redirecting me to something else at a different time that's really going to optimize who I am as a person and align me with the highest version of myself. So learning how to surrender and trust that everything is happening in perfect timing is one of the biggest lessons ever and I always tell myself this happened for a reason everything is perfect even if it doesn't feel perfect it's perfect in the eyes of God or the universe and just trusting that because as human beings we cannot see that having just a little mantra like everything is perfect it's all gonna work out makes a huge difference for me so I guess thanks 2020 for (laughs) getting me into the groove of being able to flow a little bit better than before. I mean, COVID definitely drove us all off the road of where we thought we were going, but I think a lot of us have realized, maybe not right away, but once we worked through that initial frustration and anxiety that it's driving us off the road, but maybe off-roading it for a little while is leading us to some greater adventure. So that's really exciting. Exactly. Think of it this way, like the person you end up marrying, the job you end up having that you love so much, the place you end up living that seems like a dream, that all these things are going to happen for you in their own perfect time for your life, you would not have gotten to those places without this segment of life, which has been dictated by COVID. So just trusting in the bigger plan and the journey for yourself. Like when you get to those things, look back on this year and you can be like, wow, if that didn't happen, I may not have these beautiful gifts that make up my life right now. Like Even the time that your children are going to be born are happening at a different time than what would have happened without COVID. So like really big monumental things in your life are going to be different but beautiful because of this time, which I think is a really profound way to think about it. Moving on from the 
reflection on the past year, the next step would be release. Release is a really big one and it's often a step that we don't really want to do or confront because it's easier to just kind of fester negative feelings within ourselves or sweep it under the rug and and try to forget about it yeah be really passive about it too so if you're feeling ready to confront some of those things that are a little bit heavier for you that you do not want to carry on into the new year there's a little ritual that I like to do. I often do this around the new and the full moon, but I think a really significant time to do it would be around the turn of the year. And that is a releasing exercise. So get in a very quiet and peaceful space, ideally by yourself, light a candle, listen to the rain, light an incense, whatever inspires a feeling of safety and peace. And then again, write down in a really long list all the things that were not super ideal. And these can range from things that happen, actual events, or they can even range to energies or feelings like jealousy or frustration, anything that you don't want to carry. Because a lot of times when we have trauma or we have negativity, we store it within our bodies and it's important to try and get those out as often as possible. So then when you're going down your list, go through each one and allow emotions to come up. So if you feel anger, that is totally okay. Punch a pillow, get your frustration out in a safe way. Or if you cry, which I often cry when I do this, just allow yourself to cry because number one, you're by yourself. But number two, crying is a movement of energy. So it's a release. So there's nothing to feel shameful about. It's just releasing and getting it out. Yeah, there are very real physiological reasons why crying is helpful. And as someone who doesn't cry very often, whenever I have like a good cry, and even if it's a painful thing, like very recently, I just sobbed for a long time. And I could feel the grief within me. But at the same time, as it continued, I felt more and more relieved because I felt like this weight that was just crushing my spirit was finally lifting away from me and I could breathe again. Especially with releasing energy and allowing yourself to feel these emotions, society has taught us that we need to suppress. We need to put on a good face. We need to act like we're fine. But that is literally the contributor to your anxiety or your feelings of tension. This is in your body. It manifests itself in very physiological ways. So if you feel muscle tension or lockjaw or anxiety or headaches and migraines, all of these things are often linked to a suppression of emotion or a neglect to work through these things and release them from yourself. So I think that's the hardest part of this release process is allowing yourself to feel those things. But in allowing yourself and giving yourself permission to do it, you're actually helping yourself so much more in the long run. So at the end of your releasing activity, the best thing you can possibly do is physically release the paper that you have everything written on. So take that tangible thing and burn the paper safely, tear it up, flush it down the toilet safely, or shred it in a paper shredder, whatever you have to do to dispose of it. So you can really let go of whatever is on there. Anything that no longer serves you, you are able to let it go. What I like to do is, number one, I say thank you for the lessons because everything that's negative has a lesson within it to teach us something. So I thank these things for the lessons. Sometimes I go through the list and I will replace them 
with things that I would rather experience. So if I'm experiencing, let's say, a lack of time, I would replace that with an abundance of time. There's plenty of time for me to accomplish anything I want to do. So replacing it. And then lastly, I'll release it by saying return to source, return to center of consciousness, something along those lines. My mom likes to say I leave it in God's hands and just submit it out to the universe. Mm -hmm. When you physically burn it or shred it, etc., then it's gone and it's not yours to carry anymore, which I think is so relieving. So then what you can do after you take part of that You can turn on a fun song and dance around to get some movement in your body, shift the energy, let it all go. That's a little bit of a bonus activity if you're feeling up for it, but that's a really good way to shake it out of you. If you want a resource to see how holding the stress within your body is linked to different parts of your body and your mental state, I mentioned this book before, but You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. It breaks it down and shows you how different types of emotions can be stored in different places of the body and how that can ultimately result in disease or as she calls it, dis-ease of the body. I would definitely use that as an additional resource to find out more about what we're talking about. Another one that I'm sure Jess is familiar with too is Dr. Mark Hyman. Oh yes. I know your mom loves him and my mom does too but he is a family physician and a leader in functional medicine but he talks a lot about like cultivating a happy life and how to live holistically and prioritize your mental health too and it's a lot of just like small actionable things and Because we spend so much time on social media, that's a really great way to, in the new year, kind of add something to your social media feed that's going to contribute to your wellness, too. So I follow his Instagram. It's just at Dr. Mark Hyman. So another part of release that's also really hard for many of us to do, in addition to the allowing ourselves to feel the emotions, is that release often involves forgiveness whether you have to forgive yourself or forgive another person that wronged you, this is a really hard thing because we often associate the concept of forgiveness with needing an apology, but that's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not contingent upon the other person expressing remorse or doing something to pay their dues or recompense for what they did. It's literally a decision that you make for yourself to forgive that person, to let that negative energy go so that you can move forward and be better. And that person doesn't even need to know that you forgave them. It's something you do, again, for you. If you want to let them know you forgave them, that's dependent on the circumstance and the person in question. But whether you have to forgive yourself or somebody else, I find that something I've done in the past when I've had really, really hard relationships where I've felt like if I don't forgive this person for me, I'm going to carry this irritation and frustration and negativity and sense of loss with me for the rest of my life. An activity you can do maybe while you're sitting in your peaceful place is write a letter to that person. And even if it's to you, write a letter to yourself or to that person. And in doing so, you're kind of releasing them from I call it the shackles of obligation. (laughs) It's a little dramatic, but it's a good visual. It's that bondage, that feeling like they have to make up for whatever happened. 
Um, and they don't in order for you to forgive them. And I have had some people do some really horrible wrong things to me and I have had to forgive them and they have not apologized ever. It doesn't matter that they haven't because I feel free from the ramifications of what they did or at least freer. I mean, some, sometimes it takes a little longer depending on how much history or trauma is there, but it's, it's a really great first step and it will bring you, I promise you, such a sense of relief and release. So write a letter to that person, put it in an envelope, write their name on the envelope and then like cast it off. Whether you have to safely burn it or what I've done in the past is I've given the letter to someone. I tell them ahead of time like this is what I'm doing. It's for me. I'm going to give you this letter. Can you please dispose of it? So that way you're handing it off. You're not just throwing it in the trash because then you're going to see it in your trash can and you're going to go, oh, it's still there. You need to get rid of it so that it is away from you. It is totally released from you. Again, forgiveness is something you do for you. And if you want to involve the other person and let them know that is something you have to decide for yourself. It reminds me of that quote where the Buddha compared holding on to anger to grasping a hot coal with the intent of throwing it at someone else, but you are the one who actually gets burned. Mm -hmm. So when you are able to release that anger, you are letting go of that hot coal and just letting things be and heal from within yourself. When I was thinking about some personal releases that I've had to do over the last year, one in particular that comes to mind for me is when we talk about things that weren't ideal or struggles that we had or people who wronged us, I started thinking about my job and how I really felt like my time wasn't valued and that I was kind of feeling taken advantage of and feeling like whatever my best was, whatever contribution I felt like was worthy was deemed not worthy or was deemed not enough. When I left, releasing the frustration and the irritation and the feelings of worthlessness and all of that, it was the collective of many people there that made me feel that way. So it wasn't just like writing a letter to one person. It was really, like we said, writing those things down and kind of acknowledging that they had no power over me anymore, that this was a thing that happened, that what I gained from it was far more valuable than the loss of time or the frustration. Not that those things aren't significant because they were, but just knowing that having made the decision to leave meant that I could release all of that negativity, take the good things with me, and never have to revisit that again. And then in future, having learned what the value of my time was, that my ideas are worth something in in the future, I'm going to be more likely to stand up for myself. I'm going to be more likely to vocalize my ideas. I'm going to be more likely to seek out an opportunity that feels aligned with my value set as a person. So that was the biggest one I had to kind of release this year. One thing that I had to release this year particularly was the expectation of myself and where I should be at this point in my life. Oh, yeah. yeah. So as a, <laughs> as a 27-year-old woman, you know, you grow up thinking that by 27, you're going to have it all together. Men feel this way too. That's just how society has conditioned us. And at the age of 27, I got let go from my job. I had to deal with a lot of health issues. I moved back in with my family I had a lot of things that happened that I wouldn't have necessarily put on my 2020 goals list last year at this time. But releasing any expectation I had around where I should be, I don't buy into should 
anymore. I Every time I write a releasing list, I write down the word should because there is nothing you should be doing at any time. It's just what you choose to do. And I don't like to do things out of obligation. I like to do things because they feel aligned with me. I release should and I replace that with choice. Just accepting where I am right now and trusting, like I said before, that there is a beautiful bigger plan for my life. So just trusting that this was a redirection that my life needed. And okay, I'm 27 and I'm not doing all these big things. And I think that is okay. That doesn't make me any less valuable of a person. Like it is totally okay to be where I am right now. And I'm not always going to be in this space, but there are a lot of really beautiful things about being here and things that I wouldn't have gotten to experience otherwise. Ultimately, releasing expectation, releasing what I should be doing and accepting where I am now is really, really big. Transitioning from that, the next portion of our New Year's ritual is titled Refocus. So again, I'm a big list maker, if you haven't noticed. Me so too. I think making lists and getting everything out of your swirling head onto paper is very powerful. So for the refocus section, I would say this is kind of like the resolutions, but it doesn't have to be so rigid. You just make a big brain dump list of things you'd like to see happen, manifest, and or accomplish in the following year. But the key to this is just be detached from the outcome on whether or not they happen and don't worry how how they will happen and just dream big and have no limitations on this because ultimately anything can happen there have been crazy things that have happened in this world and if you just put it on your list and it happens to come to be that is just a really exciting gift and if it doesn't then it's okay and you can come back to this list in one year from now when you do reflect and see if any of those things did actually happen because I think you'll be surprised that there will be more than you expect. And I think that's really validating, too, to come back to your list and see like, oh, I actually I did do that or I did work on that or maybe that thing isn't fully manifested yet, but I feel like I've made some real progress there. So it's an accountability thing for yourself, but it's also just a really gratifying thing, too. It's a fun exercise. So I think another part of refocusing is pinpointing ways in which you can refocus your energy in the coming year um, toward accomplishing your goals or learning something new, whatever you feel called to use your time and energy to do, I think this time that we're in right now is a perfect time to explore that. Like Jess and I have really enjoyed content creation and what happens when we kind of collaborate creatively. So we decided to focus our energy into this podcast and it's been so rewarding and so much fun and something to look forward to something to focus our energy on it's been really great so things like that it doesn't have to be a podcast it doesn't even have to be media related a thing for example that I really want to take on in 2021 is I really want to educate myself about wine and viticulture and I want to become a level one sommelier it's something that you know, I'm really interested in. It's something creative that already aligns with things that I'm passionate about. So things like that. I think it's identifying your strengths and your interests. It's channeling your energy into something that re-energizes you and inspires you. If you are aligned with that higher plan for your life, other people will be positively impacted by it, 
your highest self is also going to help other people become their highest selves. Yes. And when you're stepping forward into creating something new for yourself, you want to align with the highest version of yourself and the future version of yourself. So you think of yourself as these two really ultimate versions of yourself. And then where you are today, just take a tiny, tiny little step towards that. Whether you dress a certain way because you want to step into the role of becoming a fashion designer or you just start writing every day because you want to write a book, even if it's just little bits, and you really want to align your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions, all three of those things to start moving forward towards creating your dreams because that's the fuel that gets you moving forward. We have another activity for you. Yes. So a really, really fun activity. Being into manifesting, I'm very much into visualization. So one tangible way to incorporate visualization into your life is by creating a vision board. Vision boards provide you with a daily visual reminder of your dreams and your goals. The reason that vision boards work so well is because you visually see them every day and visualization is one of the most popular and effective mind workouts that you can do. So what you do to make a vision board is you get really creative. Of course, after making your list of everything you would love to have in your life, no matter how big or small, Get some magazines or go on Pinterest, print out pictures and quotes of things that you would love to do in the next year or in your life in general. Add lots of vibrant colors, make it your own, get some stickers, do whatever you think and make a big collage and you can frame it. You can just keep it on a piece of paper. You can print it out. You can actually physically cut it out and glue it, whatever works for you. But making vision boards is so much fun. It just allows you to dream and Being able to see pictures of things that you would love to have come into your life every day or on a very regular basis kind of gives your mind more of a pinpoint of, oh, okay, I know what that looks like. I know what that would feel like. That helps things manifest into your life a lot quicker. It's a very effective tool. I've made them before and it's been really funny going back and looking at them because I would say a good majority of the stuff on those boards actually came to be. And it's a very, very exciting and fulfilling feeling. If you do end up making one and you love this idea, just tag us or share it on social media so we can see what you created. I am planning on making one for 2021 and I will share it with you guys as well. Can you give us a little sneak peek? What are a couple things that are going to be on your vision board? Ooh, okay. One thing that we were thinking about doing was maybe getting an RV and driving around to different states. So Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a newer development. But okay. I was thinking of cutting out an RV and putting that on there. Like I said, Stephen had worked in China before. We talked about teaching abroad as well. So I'm going to put that on there. And then I just want to welcome in a lot of different energies as well, such as joy, ease, abundance, fun, adventure, words like that really get you into the feeling space. This is very much energetic work that I've done through one of my coaches, Tamara Ross. I can link her information below. She actually has a event coming up in January. If anybody is looking to get more into a creation space and learn more about your intuition and just the energetics of life all your way, she's doing an event later in January. So I can link that in our show notes in case you want to learn more. My vision board might include some very simple things. And it's really just things that I love that I would like to seek out in 2021. So I think I would definitely put a sunshine Mm -hmm. up there because I would love to move somewhere warmer 
being back in New York has been great. Being close to my family has been great. There are a lot of pros and cons to living here as with anywhere. But I think that one thing I've learned this year is my spirit and my soul are very aligned with the movement of the sun. Unity would be a big thing for me Mm. for 2021. That's something I would like to invite in. I hope that with a big mindset shift that we've all kind of been collectively experiencing, that that will be a movement we make towards unity and that means inclusivity that means acceptance and celebration also just within my personal relationships and my family I would love to see more of it as well and also like lots of coffee yeah (laughs) things as big as unity and things as small as coffee are all very important to put on your vision board and I think the key too is to always put things on your vision board that you want to see in your life. The universe doesn't understand the word don't or not or no. Just put straight up what you literally mean. So if you want coffee, you put coffee. <laughs> like always focus on what you do want and yeah. not what you don't want. All right. So we are going on to our last segment of the episode, which we're titling Reset and Relaxation. So make sure you go into this new year knowing that you did the best you could during the past year. You have evolved and changed in ways that you would have never imagined. Like we never saw a pandemic coming. Nope. Um, And honestly, (laughs) if you're able to get up and make it through the day, that's a huge accomplishment. Anything past that is a super huge bonus. All these activities where you're writing things down, just remember that putting words down on paper is very, very powerful. Be proud of yourself. If you took the time to do one of these things or just thought about these things, that's amazing and will really shift you in the right direction. After your rituals, do something kind for yourself. Buy yourself some flowers, take an Epsom salt bath, drink a warm cup of tea or hot cocoa, play some uplifting music, and relax. Find a little way to treat yourself and celebrate. That can look differently for all of us. I think culminating the whole ritualistic experience is engaging all your senses in a celebration of yourself. Whatever it is that brings you joy and makes you feel cared for, do that. And then I think a big thing to remember when resetting for the following year is that we are always so excited to celebrate the very obvious victories and milestones in our lives. When someone gets a job promotion or somebody retires or whatever it is, those are big obvious celebrations and they're totally commendable. But I think it's important to celebrate the little victories as well. Your personal milestones are just as valid and worthy taking the time to acknowledge those personal triumphs is part of solidifying their meaning to you and allowing it to fill you up. Take every day as a new opportunity to try and move forward. So in the new year of 2021, just setting intentions is very, very powerful. Each step taken forward is intentional movement and each intentional movement brings something to learn and discover about yourself or rediscover wink wink so (laughs) allow yourself to have room for error as much as you strive for success it's just all part of the human experience yeah i think allowing yourself to feel your own humanity you're not going to get it right every time perfect people aren't real they don't exist and that's really comforting and it's also really permission giving to trust your plan trust the journey the path that you're on, and the divine timing of your life. So here's to 2021. Woo! And all the growth it will bring. Congratulations on making it through 2020. <laughs> Seriously. That is a reason to celebrate. That is right a reason there. to celebrate. So Cheers. Yes, cheers to that. We have so loved spending the second half of 2020 on this 
rediscovery journey with all of you and we're really looking forward to some exciting things in 2021 we have so many ideas brewing and i think those are going to go on my vision board as well yeah. but i can't really share them with you now stay so tuned we're going to step into our future selves and create some really magical things and rediscover is going to start season two starting in january same schedule same time yeah we'll still see you on tuesdays at 8 a.m we've got some really fun and interesting and dynamic stuff planned so we'll talk to you next tuesday in the meantime have a safe and happy new year happy new year everybody you did it yay (laughs) talk to you next tuesday bye we hope you've enjoyed this episode of rediscover please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you're listening your reviews are what keep us going and we'd love to hear from you join us every tuesday for a new conversation and let us know what you think we should talk about next Follow us on Instagram at positively.kristen and at jessicafay508. And check out Jess's blog at theroadjesstraveled with one L.com. Until next time, stay frumpy. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.